1: Welcome to episode 182 of the StrediCast, I'm Brian Murphy and once again on me travels but this time a little bit closer to home. We're in Manchester, where United tonight play the mighty Bayern Munich in a must-win game where we need results to go our way. copenhagen Galatasaray, need need to draw and we need to beat Bayern Munich, who are just off a 5-1 loss at the weekend with Harry Kane promising on Twitter that they're going to set it right. Not exactly delighted that it's against us. He's planning to set it right, but so be it. Um, apologies, lads, we've missed, a, we've missed a couple of games in the pod. We've had a bit of illness, we've had surgeries. Here's what it is, we're back again. So we've missed three games where United have been... I suppose the word that describes the entire season is inconsistent. Newcastle away, beat 1-0. Absolutely fucking dire. Chelsea at home, everyone expecting us to get done turned it on him 2-1 with a great performance and then Bournemouth less said about Bournemouth the better but 3-0 could have been more just simply unacceptable can't be losing 3-0 against Bournemouth at home but look the past of the past bygones be bygones we'll, we'll brush it under the cap for now for the sake of this podcast Bayern Munich 8 o'clock Tuesday night under the lights Manchester in December the kind of games that you literally live for there's always a chill in the air. Champions League nights in Old Trafford are special, no matter the opponent. But When you're playing one of the best teams in Europe, one of the best strikers in Europe on their side, a striker that arguably should have been ours in the summer, bar Daniel Levy being an absolute bastard sell the wooden Celtos. Um, it's just one of those games, isn't it? So, as has been the theme of the podcast for the last while, between my incorrect terminals and airports a passport being misplaced in Istanbul. I decided to almost go one better this morning, flying my way down to Cork Airport. one7 kilometers away, my van decides to absolutely shit itself, and as is the festive season, the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree. Pulled the van over the side of the road, rang the insurance company for breakdown assistance, said, no, there's no chance of making this. But luckily, a hero, a knight in shining armour, Mr. Warren in Cork Airport, my good old pal, Came to my rescue and got me there just in time. And I've now arrived in Old Nag's Head in Manchester. And I'm joined by two very good friends of mine. One who's made the long, tough, intrepid journey from just a whole different world, really, in Dublin. Barry and Keith come from Australia. But Keith's a a Dublin native, a good loyal Castlenark man. Good red through the years. we start with barry before i give keith a bit of praise because i'll have to give him some bit of the praise. start with barry barry we're in the nag's head we're about to play a Munich Munich later on we've no idea about team news we've no idea what are really apart from a couple of points on us but you've been for a five course meal yourself and keith for a romantic catch-up because you haven't seen each other in a while as i waited here for you what barry what's going on what's the season been like so far first of all
2: ah uh, look i mean at the end of the day at the end of last season um, I had high expectations, but this year, it's just, it's all over the place. I mean, the squad itself, it still needs an overhaul. There's players in the team like Martial, even McTominay. I know he's scoring a few goals now. Easy now, easy now. But, but look, I think we're just too unpredictable. We could come out one week, we'd be absolutely shite. We come out another week, we'd fucking hammer the team. I just my heart's broken. I just don't know what team is gonna turn up in the day. Today we could hammer Byron, who knows? They were beaten at the weekend. They were hammered at the weekend, but we could also get a hammering off them, so I really don't have I c cl- I haven't
1: a clue what's gonna to happen today. I that just, that's pretty much been the way the season has gone. You, you just don't know what you get. It's such a mixed bag. Games were expected to lose, we win, games we're expected to win, we lose. Topsy turvy from start to finish. I suppose, look, the injuries at the start of the season didn't help us. It kind of put Tin Hag in the back foot where he's set up a team and last season we looked fairly solid, but then he's changed his style, tried to implement a new style. Players coming in, trying to gel them into a team with injuries left, right and centre. It hasn't helped him, but he hasn't helped himself either at the same time. So there's questions raised over Eric at the moment, there's questions over the players. What do we think happens tonight?
2: Look, at the end of the day, the system that Ten Hag is playing, I don't think we have the players for it. So, you know, this is what I'm saying. You don't really know what's going to happen on the night because the team you're playing, the team you're coming up against, you know, they're going to be basically ready for a team where we're not going to be defending. We're just going to be going up. We're It's going to be end-to-end football. So we're exposed constantly. So the score could be there could be about seven eight goals so honestly i have no prediction tonight because i haven't a clue what's going to happen unfortunately that's so if there's any uh, people trying to make a bet out there tonight i can't help you
1: <laughs> well i like the sound of an game goes <laughs> left right and center let's hope th- let's hope more goals for us than them thanks bar now to finally introduce a very good friend of mine mr keith white bit of background on keith Keith's been in Australia for years and years. Good mate of mine, way made over. And Keith started the illustrious and worldwide known Brisbane Man United Supporters Club. So the Brisbane United Supporters Club, to give my own background on it, I landed in Australia from Ireland, knew nobody. And back in Ireland, as most of the Irish Reds will know, the thing about meeting up as a supporters club doesn't really exist, within reason at least locally for me it didn't so we go to the bar watch a few games not only gave a one or two boys, but I accidentally stumbled across these bunch of fucking lunatics made up of nationalities global in Brisbane one night to watch a game I walked in and when I tell you it's like it's like being in a bar in Manchester on match day I'm not joking the atmosphere is fucking absolutely electric I was chatting away at all these Aussies and Kiwis and Manx and expats and I was like it's the story and they were, they all pointing me to this little baldy, narrow fucker, little smiley head walking around with everyone like a celebrity. Oh, Keith, Keith, the man, Keith, the man. Like, who, who the fuck's this Keith? Fell? I was expecting this big, imposing, like Godfather Don figure, not some little baldy fucker from Dublin to come over and be like, "How right, you, pal? Why's the story. But that started a, a friendship that's lasted through the years, and luckily we're back again at another game. So top red and the term top red gets thrown about in, in many types of fashions but top red in my opinion but Keith you're back from Australia yourself and the family are home for Christmas and I've dragged you along kicking and screaming of course to Bayern Munich first of all how was the journey home?
3: Well I have two small kids with me so it was fucking horrendous but uh... Yeah, the first thing I wanted to say here was, you, you sound really professional when you're doing this podcast all the time, we're, we're standing outside the ladies' jacks here in the in the nag's head, and uh, <laughs> it looks a bit look, dodgy, it's a, the <laughs> <laughs> it's a little
1: bit loud inside the bar, we take our, our small graces where we can get it.
3: Ah know. look, yeah, yeah got, in on, got in on Friday, the girls weren't too bad on the flight, so uh, yeah, just getting over the jet lag and uh, hopefully have something
1: to cheer tonight. Talk to me on Brisbane, you, you've graciously and unceremoniously stepped aside from running the supporters club after numerous numerous years and it was even a time you stepped aside for for another chairman to take over the the branch this guy came in with serious cv and repertoire some called him the david myers well you called him the david myers of the brisbane branch and he didn't last very long as chairman any comment on that one
3: yeah, well, I was running it for a few years, and um, then me and the missus were talking about starting a family up, and they was saying, "Oh well, I haven't got a lot of spare time, so something would have to give." So I said I'd give up the supporters' club there and let someone take it over. And I said I found the ideal candidate, uh, this uh, unimposing fella from Limerick called Smurf, and um, yeah, he, he was all. I, I asked him, I, I kind of did the Ferguson and uh, told him he was the chosen one, he was going to take over from me, and. He said, listen, you're in good hands. I'm going I'm to continue. Don't want to change too much. I'm going to make this a success. And uh, three weeks later, he got deported. So, uh. oh,
1: nice. uh, well, well, look, well, if Australian Immigration are listening or any Australian authorities, let's not say deported. <laughs> let's just say he left the country in a cloud of mystery. <laughs> but yeah, I, I briefly took over the sports club from Keith. Um, it's funny, from, we'll say, a servant under Keith, On the committee and hadn't seen how things ran. That's when I came home to Ireland, that's what made me want to set up the branch that I run now. So I'd seen how Keith had done it over in Australia and I wanted to try to do something similar. Um, The only difference is games in Ireland are half 12 in the day, three o'clock in the day, half five, four o'clock Sunday. Very hard to get a massive gang of lads to go to the pub. In contrast, in Brisbane, half 10 at night, midnight half one in the morning very easy to get a bunch of lads absolutely out of their trolley singing songs and in the form for a match so he had that one up on us but you step back in you kept the supporters club going built it to what it is and you hand it over to a good mate of ours Pete and I believe the supporters club is going as strong as ever so we're back we've done a couple of games together every time you come home we, we try to meet up we have an interesting week ahead Keith so we'll start tonight we're going to face the mighty Bayern Munich instead of asking you what you think is going to happen with the game initially I'll flip it on you and say Eric Ten Hag we'll put you on the spot <laughs> Ten Hag's been getting pelters left right and centre and as a fellow bald man do you stand beside bald is best bald is not best bald is mediocre or what is going to happen
3: right so there's two there's two sides that, there's, there's a. there's a group of people that a hundred percent, you can't say a word against the manager. A hundred percent, he's doing everything right, and, and, and that's it, right? We can all see what's around him, what's going wrong from above. Certain players not, not putting the effort in. But the the only criticism I would have of Ten Hag is, right, these players that he has bought, right, and you can say there's someone above him bought, but every one of these is a Dutch kind of link here, right? Like, he, he had Onana at was it Ajax. He had someone, I'm sure... Fucking Highland has been on a stag deal to Amsterdam as well or something like that. There's some link there. But so look at the list of players he's brought he has brought in.
1: He's bought sixteen. So just right. to back that subject, we've brought in Dubravka, Butland, Veghorst, Sabitzer, Amrabat. These are all loan signings. Dodgy, average, uns inspiring loan signings. And I'm agreeing with you hundred percent is the only one of the only criticisms I have in Hag myself, and I, I'm a big supporter of the fella, is his signings. A lot of them have been uninspiring loan signings, but the big money signings, the Antonys, the Mason Mounts, even the Rasmus Highlands. And I, like, I like Rasmus Highlands, I think he's going to become good, but no goal in 15 games so far in the league. Anthony not doing it in the wing, Mason Mounts, 60, 70 million. Questionable.
3: But that's, like, Rasmus Highlands should be a, should be the understudy to our main striker. So, like, who's, your, who's our main striker then at the minute? Marshall? Anthony Martial there's no point me waffling about Martial because there's got to be nothing positive to say but like then he spent 80 million on on Anthony and it's gas when you look online and you see he's beat a player and put a cross in it's like geez Anthony had a good game today no he didn't we've lowered our standards to accept a complete level of mediocrity now I, I see people saying Amrabat had a brilliant game the other day he didn't have a brilliant game he had an okay game he had just about touching the acceptable level of what a Man United player should put in in 90 minutes
1: so you're saying in previous standards what would have been deemed a bang average normal performance is now being lauded as oh, had a great game and I suppose you're right yeah our standards have dropped because coming from a successful era under Alex Ferguson where we we appreciated exemplary unbelievable football and we got used to that no, we see, we see a flash in the pan, something like Anthony beats a man and puts a decent cross in, yeah. All of a sudden, he's, he gets clawed it's for it. It's a fair point. Our, our standards probably have dropped because of the shite we've seen for the last 10 years or so. So has he made any signing that's inspired you? Me, me and Barry were actually
3: talking about this in the airport, right? The only one, and you're welcome, everyone's welcome to their opinion, right? So we're saying, has any of them been a complete success that he's signed, right? I, Martinez, I'd say... Baron, Baron, Baron the injury, sure
1: well, he got, he's been unlucky yeah. with a long-term injury twice. Right, but when, 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 out when, of 90, when
3: he has played, 100%, 100% say, Martinez, right? Yeah. Not
2: just to, football and ability, just pure passion. Yeah. I mean, how many teams do you actually see them going around in defence, punching each other in the chest? But that, and That's you know what, you what, want what I in said to you then, in the airport, right? The ones that care aren't good enough.
3: The actual players
1: yeah. we have. Diogo Dalot yeah. going around fist bumping right. and chest so fucking pigeon tits.
3: Right? He cares, but he's not good enough, right? And the ones that are good enough don't care. Yeah. That's right.
1: nail on the head. If you want to, if you want to find a statement or, or a phrase that nails Man United at the moment, the ones who care aren't good enough, and the ones it's who are good, good enough don't
3: care.
0: Hey, batter batter, are you ready
1: to hit a home run with flavor? Step up to the plate and
0: swing by Penn Station East Coast Subs, where every bite is a grand slam. Craving a classic Philly cheesesteak or maybe a savory chicken teriyaki? Or how about loading up on their delicious fresh-cut fries? Call it a triple play by ordering Penn Station's signature fresh-squeezed lemonade. When it comes to subs, Penn Station is the big league. Order online at pen stationcom or stop at a store near you. Penn Station East Coast Subs. It's a good one, isn't
1: it? So. <laughs> right. Ten Hag. Tonight. Well, uh, hold on. Just,
3: uh, just to, like. I'm not. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying the manager needs to go at all, yeah. right? Because there seems to be this thing online where you're either one or the other. You can have an opinion on both and say it's I think he's think, doing quite a good job.
1: That's something in yeah. football that's that's been lost is discussion and yeah, debate. Hundred
3: percent.
1: You don't have to be tin hag out, tin hag in. Yeah. You can be tin hag is grand, but I don't like this about him. Or this player is I kind of like him, but he has his faults. The day of having a normal football discussion. Has been so eradicated on the likes of Twitter and that because you have to have extreme opinions. It has to be he's the worst player of all time. But we yes, probably need someone player. else
3: to bring in to, to start making signings then because if his signings aren't working, There's he's doing wrong. some good things. Wrong. But
1: yeah, yeah, valid yeah. yeah. point, and I, I 100% agree. I looked at, I actually looked at the other night the 16 signings that he's made, and it doesn't make for great reading. Right. I'll ask you, go on, what's going to happen tonight?
3: I think we'll win, just because, I don't know, our, our form is as reliable as your van, like so it's fucking... Oh,
1: oh, you bastard.
3: <laughs> no, but like, this, this, the type of games where you think we're going to get hammered, hopefully they put out a reserve team and we beat them, but uh, don't I know, don't know, can't see the other game ending the draw. See what happens.
1: We'll fast forward, only because you're coming with me on Sunday. And I managed to blag you into coming to Anfield with me. Now, I'll preface this by saying the last two seasons I've been in Anfield. I don't think, and you can fucking slate me for saying this or not, but I don't think I've managed a combined 90 minutes in Anfield over the two games due to the shit that I've seen. I'm absolutely petrified of coming Sunday. I was talking to a mate of mine last night about going, and I was like, one of the only reasons I am going Sunday is because I asked Key to come with me, and I got him a ticket. But now I'm thinking to myself have I done him an injustice by getting him a ticket to Liverpool away? I know Anfield's a great game to go in being back from Australia and holidays it's a lovely one to get in but like it's fucking it's dodgy isn't it? It's fucking dodgy. It's a game that could potentially be another embarrassment or is it going to be United turn up? Yeah,
3: look if you don't want to go I'll sell your ticket online for
1: hundreds <laughs> See? So just to, just to put out there Keith the White. voice. Uh,
3: no. Oh, look for me living over there Getting to Hamfield is like... Uh, it's it, it, it's me, me coming home at the right time, the away fixture. And, like, I didn't even... Well, the, the person who sorted me out with the ticket, I didn't want to be annoying them. But uh, I got sorted anyway. But look, the type of games where... Yeah, like, if you ask me, am I confident? Absolutely not. My dad asked me leaving today. He says, what do you reckon uh, about Sunday? And I says, uh, I hope at least we're leading in the game for five, ten minutes and, I let, somebody, and, something, to enjoy and that's what he's like, he says, Son, like he says, he's, he's like over the years you've been going oh we're going to beat these we're going to win the final he says you've lowered your standards so much that you
1: hope to be leaving,
3: leading for 10 minutes in the game I was like I'll take that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh but look who knows like I said this team is so so unpredictable that we'll, we'll lose 3-0 to Bournemouth and then we'll beat the Scouts next week but who knows
1: people keep asking me during the week one. If Tin Hag loses to Bayern and loses to Liverpool, is he out? I keep flipping the question. I'm going, what happens if Tin Hag beats Bayern and beats Liverpool? Football's a funny game, changes in seven days. Right, Barry, Keith, thanks a million. I'm just after seeing a stray cat walk in here. A stray cat who I'm after grabbing. A good mate of mine, Reese. Reese, just grab you for a second. Tonight, Bayern Munich under the lights in Old Trafford. Talk to me, what's going to happen? Uh, we're going to get beat 2 0 Harry Kane, Brace. And that was Ian the Rees' podcast. <laughs> nice one, Reese. Rees. Talk to you in a way, lads. Just <laughs> after the game, sat in the Toge bar having a beer. And truly and utterly dejected. Fucking just so bad. Just so, so bad. Birmingham Munich never came out with first gear. Never needed to. We never saw a second gear. We just don't have it. At the moment, we just don't have that spark, creativity lack of players I'm not sure we just don't have it to go against these big teams we were just so toothless half time came nil all nil all the other game you're looking at it going ok we'll give it a go other game's going our way this game's alright it's in the balance we're not doing much but you've seen out 45 minutes second half we come out now saying that they did flash a ball across our six yard box after 30 seconds which they probably should have scored but you've got the half time nil all and like you're looking at it, no matter fan, manager, whoever the fuck you are, pundit, you look at it, you go, right, 45 minutes down, nil all, you need a goal to win this, a goal probably sees you through, Copenhagen Gallagher is nil all at the time, you look at that game going, right, that might, might not change. We just lacked so much imagination, like, I've said before, and I'll say it again, we're so pedestrian with the ball, we get so far up the pitch, we get about 75% up the pitch, and we just stop and go, what the fuck do we do? No one's moving. No one's making runs. No one's got the vision to create something. We played so many. Onana played long balls to Rasmus Hyland tonight. Bruno Fernandes tonight. Long ball. Like Is that what we're reduced to? Are we reduced to going back? Giving the ball to the keeper and hoping a long ball to fucking someone up front possibly comes off. Bollocks. That's not good enough. I don't give a fuck if you're tin in, tin-hag out, it all about. It's all about the manager that ball came to Anana he looked up and goes I'm going to ping it long and hope that someone might get something out of it that's bollocks football it's not good enough it's fucking annoying because we're going to Liverpool Sunday Anfield a place that hasn't been a happy stomping ground and we're going to have to come off an embarrassing result against Bournemouth an embarrassing result no sorry it's not an embarrassing result by me a massive side what's embarrassing is the result what's embarrassing is the fact we couldn't create anything we just walked around and fucking trudged our way through the game and you've got to look at you've got to look at the season as a whole what's next we're out of Europe Europe's fucked we've got a cup game against Wigan away with a big allocation everyone's cheering about that everyone's happy about that is that what we are is that the level we're at now where we're excited about getting Wigan away in the cup that's a bit fucking sad really the league we don't look great in the league we're hit and miss we beat teams below us we can't beat teams above us which is a good fucking it's not good form it's not the form of a team who's going to finish top four top three call the spade a spade I'll say one thing the injuries at the start of the season change things that's me maybe giving an excuse maybe a cop out I know the injuries at the start of the season changed things we were a decent side after Liverpool bumped us last season we never recovered from that we went downhill but at the start of the season We couldn't play what we want to play We couldn't play the players We want to play Formation, the style Tonight probably got hamstrung a bit With the fucking injuries But at the same time You make do You adapt You work with what you have You come up with a style And you make it fucking effective If that means we've got to play Shit football Tight football And nick a 1-0 win Fair enough Fair enough You've got to play Jose Mourinho football And be effective Fair enough You get over the brow of the hill After the injuries are solved and you get back to what you're doing, fair enough. But this isn't good enough. We spoke earlier in the podcast, before the the game, I spoke to Keith, and Keith was mentioned, Keith mentioned our standards have dropped. We see Anthony beat a man, and all of a sudden he's had a good game. And I think it's a fair comment. Our standards have gone through the fucking toilet. We see one player do something half decent, all of a sudden, oh, he had a fucking great game, didn't he? He didn't have a fucking great game. He was all right. But our standards over the last decade have dropped so fucking far, that we accept the fact that someone's done something half right and all of a sudden we think he's had a great game and he hasn't had a fucking great game we need to keep one of the things we're guilty of as a fan base in the club is letting our standards go through the toilet and that needs to change now I've been vocally supportive of Veriton Hag from day one I still am many of you listening listen to this podcast will go well, how is he still supportive of them he's signing to shit he's in game management I get what you're saying I understand you he's not without fault I blame him for lots of things. He's learning on the job. Fair enough. He's still a fucking damn good manager. He's got a good CV. He's a damn good manager. You don't become a bad player overnight. You don't become a bad manager overnight. He's come into a club that's run like a fucking shit show. A manage- uh, an ownership issue that's been a fucking calamity for 12 months. We've got a 20-year-old striker. He's, he's Rasmus Hoyland come in, and I said all through the summer, I said... I wouldn't fancy... I wouldn't fancy being Rasmus Hoyland. Being that young. And the pressure on your shoulders coming to United. You're the main man. If he's coming in with a fucking... An ageing striker. An older striker. Anybody but Anthony fucking Martial to learn off of and play off happy days. He's coming in as the main man. Big money. That's a fucking horrendous... Horrendous task for any young lad in football. But he's coming to a side that's not performing. You can come into a side in football who's playing good football. I hear to say... It. If you're City. If you're Liverpool they can implement a young lad into the side they can take the hit but an academy lad they can have 10 first team footballers and bring a young lad in and give him a few games because it won't really affect the side that much and it gives him time we've got a side that's so fucking inconsistent you put Kobe Maynard in the side you need and demand and expect perfection performance straight away because if not the Baird Wolves are looking good he's fucking shit is a bad game he's all of a sudden shit he's not fucking shit we're shit that's the problem. It's not pedestry shit. Benu's not shit. Malassia's not shit. Be honest, Rackus Rash was not shit. We can call it a space man. He's a decent footballer, He's there? We as a unit are a bad fucking side. You can't add a young fella to that side and expect him to be performing. I'm fuming, I'm absolutely fuming. It's not a new modus operandi this season because I've walked out of too many football stadiums, seen a lack of effort, a lack of desire, a lack of fucking performance. It's still my fucking idiot. But I'm, I'm I'm sitting here and talking. I've got a mate of mine, a good friend of mine, Dylan Dunley. We were together before the game. We talked about it. We went to the game. Dylan, I'm not going to say what went wrong because what went wrong could take us to tomorrow. What? What happened? What happened? Like, I know what went wrong. What went wrong? We weren't good enough. We didn't play well. We weren't to reduce this in, in attack what needs to change
0: well it was uh, it's a post-mortem without it being a post-mortem it's uh, 12 defeats in 24 games and to be honest
1: is that what it is 12 defeats 24 games fuck it you
0: know. so to be honest with you uh, with my good friend Brian I it was my first game first game of the season I, I was actually positive about that result because we didn't get dicked uh, the I suppose the main thing we want as a United fan is to show 11 players that actually want to fucking try and play for the club or play for the badge and it seems like they gave it they're all deceiving but we had two shots on target one of them coming from Luke Shaw in the first 15 minutes of the game it's just it seems like since last season Ten Hag was quite pragmatic we had a settle back four we had Cassie we had Lissandro Martinez and injuries have decimated us this season you know, which we've 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 had a we've had an unsettled back for, we We've un, we've had you know a raft of injuries. But if you look across the Premier League, everybody's dealing with injuries due to probably the overload due to the World Cup and stuff like that. But we've just had no luck. It looks like Harry Maguire out now with a groin strain. That's probably another like it could be three to six weeks. Luke Shaw's done his hamstring. You know, God knows it's it's usually his hamstring. I I think Luke Shaw is probably one of the fundamentally our most important player in terms of his progression and. And he's playing in his natural left-back position because he, he gives us that attacking outlet. But uh, we're reliant on a 20-year-old with nine Serie A goals, whose name to lead the line. When realistically, our number nine should be the number nine that was playing against us tonight. You know, Harry Kane. Do you know what I mean? We should be having Rasmus Hoyland should be coming on in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game and an understudy. You know what I mean? So it's on. Un, it's unfair on him. And we're looking at positives. You know, Kobe Mino coming off the bench, you know, a 15-20 minute cameo, we're we're reliant upon that. But when you're rewarding, when you're seeing players as financial assets and you're rewarding Diogo Dallo, a five-year contract off the back of a a three-month purple patch when he's been shit for three years, we're going around in circles. So realistically, 10-Agg should stay, but the status quo is not going to go until... So Jim Ratcliffe comes in and takes an axe to the, the squad. We need a huge overhaul, but we also need to realise that you know Ten Hag's drowning and he's got his, his arms tied behind his back.
1: I'll ask you one question. It was something we spoke about earlier. One of the boys made a point, and I thought it was the very, I thought it was the best way I've heard United describe this season. The players who are good enough don't give a shit, and the players who aren't good enough give a shit. Is that a fair reflection?
0: Well, I. Uh, i don't i i don't know if who gives a shit or who doesn't give a shit but what i'm saying what, what I'm saying is I'm seeing players that are technically limited in a squad that's you know not exactly fucking person with leading characters I'm actually saying you know, i wouldn't have been harry Maguire's you know i wouldn't have been his biggest fan or his biggest fucking champion but he's the captain of the, he's the captain of the team he you well know, He's more of a skipper than Bruno, ever, than Bruno is at the minute.
1: Is what is one of the problems we've got on the side, in the squad, a lack of leaders. Like, you've got Bruno as a captain. You look across the lines, the defence the midfield the striker. A striker's a 19-year-old child. He can't be a fucking, he can't be a leader. We, do we lack leaders? We go back to the United teams of old, you had Roy Keane, captain. He'd Gary Neville beside him. A Scholes, he'd fucking Rio Ferdinand, village. He'd leaders everywhere on the pitch. We're lacking leaders all over the pitch.
0: Yeah, but to be a leader, you need to be a world-class player. And to be a world-class player, currently, if you were to get, I think I think it was 19 or, I think that's 19 or, I think that's 19 back fours that Onan has done this season in terms of all competitions. Man United technically have three or four world-class players that go into any top European side. So, you know, like Scott McTominay, he's a modern-day Darren Fletcher. He has a goal in him but he comes with caveats. You know what I mean? It, you know, him playing in that position as a, as a number eight or a number 10, it, it, it's fucking, it's World Cup. You know what I mean?
1: To be fair, we've got a lot of players. Well, McTominay's an example. Yeah. You know what McTominay gives you. McTominay will give you honest player, honest player yeah. put in a shift. He's limited. Yeah. He's limited ability. Yeah. He's limited what he can do. He's a squad player, man. He's a squad player. He's, he's the old-fashioned old Fletcher, he's Phil level, G2 Park. He's, he's a squad player, yeah. He's what it is. But you can afford to have, and you want to have, the players. When you've got a squad of quality players, when you're depending on that type of player as your main starter eleven, you're in trouble. Yeah. If you've got Amrabat, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody can go at me if you want to. Amrabat is fucking shit. He's the best
0: player on the
1: Yes, he may be. He's just not good enough. If if Amrabat's the best player you've got on the pitch, you're in trouble. He's offered nothing. <laughs> He's offered nothing. No. Yeah. Reese, come here. So. After that game, 1-0 defeat Munich, what's got to change?
2: Uh, tell you what, Rashford's, Rashford's got to go.
1: Um,
2: the whole
1: team's got to change there, eh? you, don't, you don't value Rashford?
2: No, no, I don't like him. But
1: it's, how, it's how he is. Good mate of mine, good mate of mine Danny, just have to join us. Danny, we got done 1-0 tonight by Munich, another disappointing result. What went wrong or what's got to change?
2: Fucking shy, aren't we? We'll have to change the whole fucking thing,
1: mate. Thing. Right, top to bottom, we have gotta change it all. It's a bit of a post-mortem, isn't it? We'll continue this layer But two, three, four. Nah, a hundred very depressed Reds in this park tonight. Just another bad result. Right? Got a
0: boomerang to throw against
1: that Irish. No? There's a lot of debate out here. We're outside the smoking area. You did speak over the podcast. We're going to have an argument here in a second because <laughs> there's a little lad from Warrington. He's about four foot two with a mushroom haircut and he's causing drama.
2: Fuck off Brian Goldbridge, you cheek. <laughs> Fucking prick. We've
1: reverted back to Barry and Keith. Barry, our intrepid traveller who's travelled the world to get here from cool. Dublin. Cool. and Keith, who just popped over from Brisbane. Baz, let's start it off. Talk to me. What went wrong? What needs to change? What's going on?
2: Look, at the end of the day, it's the same fucking story. United, they were just huffing and puffing the whole game. There was nothing to cheer about. I reckon there was fucking two times in the whole game where you were standing on your feet, standing up fucking, singing the fucking crowd, getting the crowd going, but... It was just the same story again in Europe. Fucking we just we we just can't do it. We just can't do, you know, do it. Do you know, Barry, we're better do... off but we're better off out of the Champions League because at the end of the day, we're not good enough for the Champions League. We're better off just getting out of the Champions League <laughs> and I don't give a shit as well about Europa League. Just get out of all European competitions, focus on the league and try get there get into some kind of position of the league.
1: That's all I want. Do you know what I me tonight is the crowd, to be fair to the crowd inside all Travel, crowd was up for it. Crowd was doing his best to get the team going. Yeah. The team never reacted. Yeah. That's one of the most annoying things. Where the crowd was giving you support yeah. and really get behind the team, the team never reacted. It never, it never heard that sound. Never heard the atmosphere. It never would. Fuck it, yeah. they're behind us. Let's go.
2: The was, Bayern fans. The Bayern fans were
1: hopping up and down. They were bouncing. They were, bouncing, fucking, they were bouncing.
2: absolutely bouncing.
1: It's what you know bouncing. One, it's one of the, the most. Easy
2: when
3: you're isn't it? It? it is. Yeah, it's it easy to
1: really qualify. It one, is. It's one of the most annoying things in football. We look at European clubs and their support. They're so animated. Like, you go to Old Trafford, I've gone for years and years. You've pockets. J-Stand, TRA, Upper strip for indoors. You've got these little pockets of support, but, like, we don't bounce. Like, like I've, done, I've done Munich away, I've done Copenhagen away, I've done Istanbul. Every one of those games this season, all three sides of the fucking stadium was bouncing. Yeah. You don't get that in England. You don't get that Old Trafford.
3: Like, yeah. It is what it is right Keith, hang yeah, on, Keith. Know, we to... Keith hop.
1: Keith wait no, no, before no, no before we, no, no, before we, before we get and... before we get into this, I'm just gonna comment paint the picture, right? <laughs> Keith landed back from Australia with like five hundred degrees. And to be fair, he texted me this morning <laughs> question, <laughs> questioning his wardrobe choices. Okay, okay. now I gave him some <laughs> advice. He's not followed my advice because he's turned up looking like Jimmy Savile In what can <laughs> in what can only be described as a kiddie fiddler jacket? AKA Top Gun, <laughs> fluffy collar. Rape and cheap for uh, the you know. and he's <laughs> that's And the he's got I
3: suppose <laughs> we've seen everyone
1: here smile today. <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's got a baseball cap out of piddies, <laughs> aKA Primark. <laughs> this is a bad effort, but look, we'll give him j- a, like a chance. I'm not a celebrity like you. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Keith, talk to me. What happened? Ah, oh,
3: man. Like, well, like, like what he said, you're, you're talking about stadiums bouncing and think There's absolutely nothing there to get excited about. You're, you, you can't you can't sing for ninety minutes. You get fed up after a, after half an hour if you get absolutely nothing back. Ganacho maybe gives you a little bit of something to kind.
1: I'm going to cut you off for a second. Yeah, yeah sorry. Of course, yeah.
3: Ganacho.
1: We spoke about him earlier. I, I spoke with the lads earlier. Garnacho is a where His effort, his energy, he does his best. Yeah. But he is he not surrounded by a bunch of fucking dopes? Yeah, he, it's hard to expect a kid that age well,
3: what to flourish. Say, yeah. he's, a, he's a young. Uh, uh, say I uh, hear everyone talking about Maynoe and fucking uh, Highland as well. They're all these good. Uh, all all the players you can't put it on kids. Pressure on kids' shoulders.
1: Well, like Keith, you're not bringing in, you're not bringing Rasmus Highland into a team that's settled perform it and bleed them
3: in we that that 20, I expect I him to that the I said that earlier that he should be the understudy to someone but like, if you, like, I, I I'm responding to what you said about atmosphere you, you can only get excited you, you start the game Champions League game the music goes off you know it's a big game you're going to qualify everyone's up for it 20 minutes of singing their hair out and absolutely nothing it's just flat it's just there's nothing there that Resembles what Man United should be. If, if you look, if you look back at when we were going up, all the Champions League games are European games, in the last twenty minutes, right? If we were going over Europe, in the last twenty minutes, kitchen sink, kitchen sink, unbelievable, right? Now we didn't always win. You think of games like uh, against Real Madrid. What was that 4-3 or, or whatever, right? yeah, four three or whatever? Kitchen sink. it off their fees. Absolutely. You're, you're only short. Look at the final. Schmeichel's up in the cup, right? There's absolutely no urge. It and like, yeah. Are oh, you, Keith,
1: know. how many times did you get off your seat? When, when yeah, I say a seat, we were standing all day. We weren't here. How many times did you get you off your seat well, today? Never
3: Nothing, seen, right? The amount of people I've seen we're, were five minutes ago. Now, I'm not. I'm not going to start saying everyone was leaving at halftime, right? But five minutes ago, because the difference is when we were growing up, when we always believed it's. Forget it.
1: Can they score? They always score. When
3: it was eighty-three minutes. No one, no one in that stadium believed we were winning two-one. Including myself. I, I stayed I stay because, fuck, I, I don't get to go that, that often and this time. Yeah, but, like, I can't, I, I'm not going to criticise anyone who walked out that stayed in there. Because there used to be this thing where we, we would go to the end. And, like, we're, we were in the Nags Head beforehand. And the treble, uh, the, the finals on the, on the screen beforehand. And I said that to the lad beside Yeah, young fella beside me. I was like, he's only 21. And I was telling him, that fucking season, you should watch that. He said, we were never, ever fucking beaten.
1: That's a think, different side. That yeah, was a different mentality. You're not leaving the ground in 80 minutes because there's a chance you could but score it, too.
3: We went 1-0 down in that season. Like, you still believe. And obviously it's a believed. completely different fucking era and team. And but I have no faith at all in this team. When they go 1-0 down, you just think...
1: I remember back We were back it, in Munich if a couple of months or weeks back. And Ty Brennan, Luxy was with me. He was beside me in the ground and he said... I asked him what the crack was. Well, how do you feel about the game? And he said, these boys are going to shit the bags in big atmospheres, in big games. They don't have the bollocks. And it's stuck in my brain because I think he nailed it. This side doesn't have the pair of bollocks. And I'll, I'll go a bit further. Doesn't have the leaders across the lines to drag a team kicking and screaming and say, lads, we're one nil down. Grow up here about it and let's dig in. We don't well, dig well, in anymore. Lads,
2: it's like key at the end of the day. You said going one 0 down, right? If we go two goals up, like we didn't we're still worried. A... That's yeah, right. Yeah. We're <laughs> still <laughs> fucked. Like we, we. There's
0: no, I, trust. I there's no even, trust. Even, 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 even,
1: even a three-one yeah. over Istanbul. There's, there's, you're still concerned.
0: There's no expectation. Like, you it's two, like two, you, you you you've, you've got a defender that was released by Leicester City. You know, coming on. Who
1: turned up for training one day? Tin Hag saw him win a header. And was like, him, we'll sign him. His missus works for the club and he was a red. Go on, Johnny Evans. Wait,
3: you're about but when you're, when you're
1: cheering off. When you see the club tonight, or the crowd tonight, cheering off Harry Maguire, who six months ago was a, a pariah, and cheering on Johnny then Evans, you, that you tells you where you're at.
0: Dallo's high fiving and Wan-Bissaka wow. develops cerebral palsy and he goes past the half airline. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus,
3: Jesus Christ. Christ. You We're not turning up in, in big atmospheres for big games. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth at home. Was fucking like an average, you
1: know? Tonight, no disrespect was, to Bournemouth, but that's a side yeah, you should beat. Yeah,
3: but like, boy, we're through tonight. That wasn't exactly a fucking electric but, but, but atmosphere. They're in why, Clear. why weren't oh we as like compact? It's not, it's not why weren't we as atmosphere. compact against
0: well, well, yeah, Bournemouth yeah, as we were tonight? Do you yeah, know so what I mean? It's not just big atmosphere. Tell you what, it's absolutely disgusting. I think we should demolish West Limerick
2: Sporters Club for one, and then that's when we get the atmosphere going. And these Irish tourists coming over from Australia. I tell you, what, I didn't, didn't hear the peep, honestly. And he kept on putting his things up my bum.
1: This thing about these, these lads from Warrington. These lads from Warrington coming in to Old Trafford pretending like they're these big, massive local reds. Warrington is 20, 25 minutes away. Let's just clarify this. Warrington, is is it 20, 25 minutes away, roughly?
2: What do you think? Here? I'm a fucking walking, talking Tom Tom.
1: <laughs> Listen, Sat <Sat-Nav. laughs> Head back to Warrington in your little train, go home and have a good night's rest, lads. As always, it's been great talking to the lads. It hasn't been a great performance on the pitch, but we're off again Sunday, Anfield.
0: Great, great, I know. Can't wait.
1: Last two seasons, I think it's been twelve little aggregate. I won't lie, I haven't been. Mother of
2: God, pray for our sinners now at the hour.
1: And, and, on, and on that note, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. <laughs>